<laughs> Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So let's just, uh, got a, got a lot of new cards to talk about. We're going to go back and review all the cards that have been revealed so far in our main topics. So let's go over last week's um, poll question first, and then we'll go through news and we'll talk about something new. Yes, yes, yes. Last week's poll question. We asked you what was your favorite part of the Fall Reveals announcement. We had 26 votes. Thank you all to everyone that voted. And with 61.5% of the votes, the revamped rewards were actually the big winner of this week's poll question. 19.2% said all of it. They liked all of it. Dark Moon Fair expansion got 11.5 and the new game mode duels got 7.7 percent of the vote i have to say i'm a bit surprised by these numbers i i i didn't feel like we learned a lot about the revamped rewards and so i was surprised that the number ended up being as high as it was and i thought more people would be excited about the dark moon fair as a locale for or theme for the new expansion I assume that the people or my assumption when I see something like that is that they've seen how they've revamped things in the past and how it's kind of been positive overall. Um, so that might be the thought when you voted for that. I am. I'm not 100 percent sure I am. I was super excited for the Dark Moon Fair. I thought that was I think it's a super fun it, like the madness at the Dark Moon Fair. I think it's like just a, such a cool theme for Hearthstone. So like it just really fits. So um, that's what I was excited for. That and the Old Gods. I feel yes. like the Old Gods were very popular in their original incarnation. And the fact that they're being brought back uh, and new versions were going to be added to the game. I, I thought that would potentially push that, that number a little bit as well. So. Yeah. What do you think? You know, I. The longer we do this, the more I love our viewers. <laughs> I am with you all. I am. I was so excited about the revamp. I. I'm looking forward to being able to earn more rewards. And like, like I said before, but the biggest thing for me is that they're changing the reward system so that people can earn rewards no matter what game mode they play. And I think. For me, that's one of the biggest reasons why the revamp is the most exciting thing. You know, not everybody plays standard. You know, some people actually play Hearthstone and pretty much just play Battlegrounds. So the new sure. set might not really matter for them. Uh, you know, and likewise, the new mode. Some people are, you know, don't really care about the new mode. So I, I feel like the revamp kind of affects the most people. So I think that's why it got uh, the most votes. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. That can make sense. When you when you throw logic into this, no, I know, Jesus. I know, I I gotta do it sometimes though. <laughs> sometimes I'm crazy, but you know, sometimes <laughs> we, we will have another poll question at the end of this week's episode. So enlighten me again next week uh, when when you vote uh, for that one. Okay, so we will move on to the news. We don't have a lot of news this yet. 
um, this week. So we start with the card reveal season, and it has begun. Um, we'll link you to that in the show notes. Uh, we have two new Madness at the Dark Moon Fair cards revealed um, in raunchy animation released by Blizzard. Um, the cards are Dark Moon Tonk and Maxima Blastheimer. Um, what a name. What yeah, I know. Name. Blastenheimer, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Whew. Card reveals go until November 11th. And we'll talk about these at, uh, and all the other cards revealed so far during our main topic this week. Yes, um, we're, we're recording Tuesday night. Exactly. So, so the this two new cards that uh, have been revealed. There's like a whole bunch of them, like eight or nine cards getting revealed tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, there'll be a bunch more cards. And if you're wondering where those are, you're in the future. So you know them before we do. Exactly. This is this is November 3rd. So all we have is are those two cards plus the original from the fall stream. So um, so that'll probably be much of what we're talking about uh, next week. So um, duels early access drops on Twitch have started. Um, I know I've gotten like three of them so far and I, uh, I, uh, I pre-ordered. So I'm like, I feel like they're handing him out like more than candy. So like, I feel like if you just walk away from your computer or like you have to go to work or something in the morning, if you just leave Twitch up on something, um, one of the big streamers, you'll probably find yourself with a, uh, with a early access to jewels if you so desire and you've not pre-ordered. So I feel like that's a very um, nice thing of Blizzard to do because they don't, they don't have to do that considering one of the big incentives of pre-ordering is that early access. But I mean, so like, I think that's a really cool thing for them to do to help get everyone access before the, uh, the set launches so yeah, i know i know of actually somebody that was watching one of my streams and they got access they mentioned it in the chat so uh doesn't necessarily have to be a big stream exactly but, uh, just just watching a hearthstone stream you can you can get that access yeah i don't know what the or the algorithm is or how it's distributed but um my, the only guess i would have is that they probably have more eyes on the 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 stream you know, depending on the views you can like, like, like Mage said, you can get it anywhere. Um, so, you know, support your favorite streamers still, but like, if you're going to, like I said, if you're just going to walk away and go to work or something. <laughs> just leave it. somebody's numbers. Yeah. Go ahead and do it on the big. Ex- well, I mean, if you can pad one of the small guys numbers, then that's, that's fine too. I'm just saying, I, I don't, there's no fact or there's only guesses of logic behind that one. So, um, I mean, the post said 500 an hour across the whole, like, category of Hearthstone. So, as long as that streamer has their category set to Hearthstone and it says drops enabled, then, you you know, 500 people per hour are getting it. I feel like that's low. I feel like 500 people an hour, like, I've gotten it three times. Like, how, like, I can't, I'm not that lucky, I tell you. I promise you I'm not that lucky. <laughs> I feel like there has to be more than that. Like, I, I there just could be. Yeah, there, there could be. That that's just what they have said they're doing. But it, they you know, it's one of those it. things where it's not like the intrinsic value is early access, and it's not even super early access now anymore. I mean, 
it's launching in like what 12 days or 10 days yeah the 12th so yeah so two weeks or yeah two nine days as of recording yes the 12th yes 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 so nine days sorry i can't math um (laughs) so yeah it, it it comes out within nine days so you're you're jumping the line a little bit but you're not you know super left out you still get to access it before the set drops on the 17th so um so let's see access can be given just by watching any hearthstone stream like dawn said Link your Battle.net account to your Twitch account to receive access. Early access drops will continue until November 11th. So you have until the day before to get it. So just set up Twitch and weave on some streams. Um, so Blizzard Fire Ch- Fireside Chat announces BlizzCon Line event will be free to watch. It's an eight-minute video from CEO J. Allen Brack. Also discussed updates about many Blizzard games, including Hearthstone. Event takes place from February 19th and 20th. So, there we go. We we knew we knew a virtual BlizzCon was coming this year, and here we go. Free to watch. I like that a lot. I mean, it's not going to like. There's nowhere you you can't physically be at BlizzCon this year. There's no physical blizzcon so like the fact that they're actually just giving it away when you could normally buy the virtual ticket to blizzcon and like see everything that they're doing so like i feel like this is good good on them and it i mean it makes sense because they have i assume there's a lot less overhead that goes into a virtual con as opposed to one of the biggest cons in the country so um so I'm I'm super excited about that. I probably will be watching. I know I'll at least be watching for the Hearthstone Worlds. I assume that's when those are going to be. Um, I, I, don't, I no. don't know. I don't know if that's the case. No, I think though. I think that's in December. Okay, they announced that already. Did they? Yeah, I just I remember it was at BlizzCon last year, so that's where my assumption was. But like, I didn't look at that yet, so. <laughs> It just hit me when I was uh, when we were talking about this earlier. So I was like, yeah. So yes, I'll, regardless, I'll still be watching Worlds. <laughs> um. All right. So December twelfth through thirteenth. Twelfth through thirteenth. There you go. Yeah. Woo. So, so yep. Right, like a monthish after the expansion. That's good. I I think that's a a pretty pretty nice time to. Uh, to have the the expansion because then probably some balance changes will have gone into place by that point in time. So, all right. So that's all the news we have this week. So that leaves us with cards, 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 <laughs> and boy howdy, do we have some <laughs> cards for you to this this week? So, do you guys want to start from newest and work our way back? Awesome. All right. I think that's the best place to start. All right. Well, then let's just rotate around talking about cards. And I will start with Dark Moon Tonk. And it is a seven mana hunter mech. Um, it is eight five and death rattle. Fire four missiles at random enemies that deal two damage each. Um, seems very fitting with the the art. 
and the giant cannon coming out of the back of the this uh this tank. So um I don't know. I mean uh I feel like Ursatron maybe or nine lives like nine lives would work with this. I'm not sure how much Mech Hunter is being will be played immediately, but uh this seems interesting enough. I I I have no idea on this card. I think this is way too early to say anything. Like this is a card that kind of needs support, in my opinion. So um, it seems fun and it's very thematic. So who's up? Who wants to talk about that this tonk right now? All right, uh, I've. I loved playing Mech Hunter, so yeah, the fact that there's not really a, a good Mech Hunter in the meta makes me sad that this card is coming out now, but uh, it's interesting. I don't know if it's going to be great uh, or really be played index, I guess, kind of kind of like uh, you mentioned already, it might need some more support to just be straight up played index, um, but the thing that I'm looking at here is... This could be a really interesting card that comes off of drops like random effects that uh, put seven cost minions onto the board or uh, in any kind of thing like that uh, is where I think we might end up seeing it. Like it'll see play because it gets randomly generated. It won't probably won't see play because people are putting it in decks. That's my take on it so far. It, it does seem like it's a solid card to, to generate and and just play. I don't know if it's good enough to actually just warrant a spot in a deck. I, I agree with you that support for it seems like it might be lacking a little bit. If we still had Zilliax, this thing would be fantastic, but we do not. So Maybe a little snip-snap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little snip-snap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then everyone uh, would just be running a million silences. Yeah. That's fair. So I, I, I like the... I, I like the card as a whole. The art is great. I, I, very thematic to to Dark Moon Fair, and I think the Death Rattle is actually kind of interesting too because you've got four random missiles that could hit. It says random enemies, so that means those can hit face, which uh, means that that's another eight damage uh, after this thing dies that has to go somewhere, and so. This thing does seem like it's the eight attack means you kind of want to kill it. The five health means it's fairly easy to kill, but the eight damage that happens as a result of the death rattle is kind of annoying and kind of difficult to deal with. So unless you got a bunch of random stuff on the board and you can kind of uh, set it up so that you're not taking all that face damage, uh, you know, I, 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 those are all things that the the that kind of still play into the fact that it's still probably not good enough to see play, but it's interesting. I like it. It's it, it's a, a good card to kind of get us into the whole Dark Moon Fair theme. Well, if only there was a a card that could you know get it on the board, let it attack, and then have it die immediately. That would you know that's something that this card needs. Oh wait, who wants to talk about <laughs> Maxima Blastenheimer? Dragon Rider, you take the other new card. Go for it. All right. So yes, next is a Hunter Legendary. 
Maxima Blastenheimer, six mana, four, four, with battle cry that reads, summon a minion from your deck. It attacks the enemy hero, then dies. Yeah, there's a little bit of support for that that we were just talking about. Um, that's that. That's how it was used during the uh, animation, too, no less. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, the this could work pretty well with some death rattles. And like you said, you know, using other cards to like generate death rattles again that died during the game. Uh, there, there definitely are some synergies. I'm really curious to see if it does end up being. Uh, really good or or playing into the meta it might just be like something that uh Sidisi tries or some of those other you know hunter only players um but it seems fun i i think the hesitation for me is that it is just a battle cry so there's not really like you only get the effect once so it better be good the one time you get it <laughs> otherwise it's going to feel pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it supports something that would death rattle or, you know, you know something large. And like I I I'm struggling to think of things that like I want to just throw at the enemy's face and then watch them die immediately besides the dark moon tonk just like right off the top of my head. And like doesn't seem like this card plays well with an aggressive Highlander hunter. So like that's <laughs> so may maybe once uh Old Doom gets rotated out, this could be or they could set up some archetype. I mean I guess it only does have, you know, four more months essentially until Old Doom's gone. So we'll see we'll see come April, um, what it looks like. So I think this is I think this is interesting and fun, but yeah, I, I doubt this has the uh the support right now to get any legitimate play. This this reminds me a little bit of the legendary uh was it Katrina Winterwist, the the one yes. with the big death rattle that pulls a big uh beast from your deck. It was uh, wasn't it uh was it Battle Cry in Death Rattle Recruit? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, I feel like you could potentially do like a a big hunter list with with this. Um, maybe you don't do it now, but maybe uh, at rotation time that suddenly becomes a bit more interesting. Uh, actually, Sidisi for uh, uh, retweeted a list that had this and Deathwing in it. <laughs> so can you imagine having this? Shoot out a twelve twelve Deathwing in yeah. your opponent's face. I mean, how did Deathwing fit into the cannon? <laughs> it's it's a magical cannon. We're we're at a yes. fair. There's some old gods here. It probably grew some eyes. <laughs> Unhinged so. its jaw. I don't know what, since when did cannons have jaws? But you know, Cthulhu's there, so you don't know what kind of crazy stuff's going on. But yeah, there's I, I I think this is gonna see his play at some point. This is definitely a fun card, and I think it it could create some some memorable games. Uh, and so from that aspect, I think it's fun. But I actually think that it it just needs a little bit, and I think it actually could be ladder viable, like reasonably ladder viable. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what it would be like. So, like, my my only, like, counter-argument would be that, like, when Katrina was was a thing, like, you had Deathstalker, Rexar, um, you had uh, the Spellstones, um, you had Spellhunter and those, in those makings where you could put together a deck that was extremely minion light. And I'm not sure that Hunter can do that right now, um, because I feel like a lot of their their strengths and what they normally do plays into like voracious reader and you know other low curve. But you know, I I don't know where it's going. I, I, yes, you don't have like spellstones. You don't have Deathstalker Rexar, but you, I mean, you still have. All the you, you still have some very good weapons. You've got secret packages. You've got uh, you've got um, spells that create minions, like Animal Companion and, and things like that as well. I, I, there, there's a package of neutral, big neutral uh, uh, minions you could put in the deck. There's there's no there's no lich king there's no the uh the seven mana three three that recruited another big eight cost minion silver hand it was silver hand something yeah there there's not necessarily that um i mean you still got access to crush you've got you do have the uh the the colossus the the 10 mana seven seven that taunt that gives you another seven seven when it dies oh scrapyard colossus i was thinking colossus Colossus of the moon is another one yeah so they're um yeah that one's got reborn and it's got a divine shield so i i think that there's a little bit there to do that sort of thing there's i i agree with you i think that there's probably a little bit more that's needed on top of that but I don't think it's as far. I don't think it's as big a pipe dream for it to be ladder viable as as maybe it might initially seem. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right on the money there. That with some more some more support, it could be like a big hunter. <laughs> so we we'll, we will have to see what we have uh, coming down the pipeline. So, uh, next up is a Druid Legendary, but I think we should talk about a few Eclipses before we talk about, um, that Legendary. So you want to lead us into Lunar Eclipse? Mage? Lunar Eclipse? Lunar Eclipse is a two-mana spell that says, deal three damage to a minion. Your next spell this turn, key this turn, costs two less. So you're basically getting to use this for free because you're because you're discounting the next spell that you do this turn uh, for that two mana. So I think it seems solid. Uh, you're there's <laughs> there's actually like um what's the what's the three mana damage bog beam. This is bog this beam. is a better bog beam, right? This, this this is a a, a different bog beam. A bog beam you can definitely you can play early, uh, and, and so uh, and doesn't like require you to have certain number of mana crystals and stuff. I I think this is okay. I like I think it's an okay card. Um, 
because there's already something very similar to that, uh, you know, we can see some of the ways that this could get used. Um, spell a spell heavy druid definitely makes a lot of sense. Something that leverages, uh, something that leverages the exotic mount seller, maybe. But I think Bogbeam might be a little bit better for that. But uh, I, I don't know. I like the other eclipse better myself. But uh, what do you guys think of lunar eclipse? I mean, I I can't see druids not running, at least right now. And this is just theory crafting in the head. But like, like I said, I think it's a better bog beam. It costs two mana, but essentially it's always free. So it's a, always a free. You don't. So so the downside, the the downside is after seven mana crystals, if you spend all your mana you can't just bog beam something you can't draw it off the top of your deck and immediately bog beam or you know um overflow it and you know you know cast it whereas you could with bog beam if you have seven mana crystals so there's a downside to that but it is essentially always free it literally costs you nothing it does not prevent you from doing the things you have to do. Just keep in mind your uh, lightning blooms. Probably want to cast those first if you need them. <laughs> um, because it is the next spell you cast. So you just... You, I feel like it's... Kind of like, pre like prepping the coin sort of, sort of thing. Exactly. Do exactly. So it's just... It's something you have to... Bog beam, you don't have to think about as much. You know, it's just three damage. Okay go to town if it's free it's free if it's not it's not so um it seems good i i mean it's a two mana spell druids like two mana spells and like i feel like it's a solid it's a solid removal in the early game which a druid is always looking for so and dragon and the, the i was gonna say just potentially this on turn three you can play this and still play a a wild growth if you happen to happen to have that so it's it, it literally is like starting on turn three you can do three mana stuff and still and still be still be fine yeah if you have like a dragon package you can breath of dreams and remove on two you can overgrowth on four like this seems this seems really good so yeah it it seems solid for sure i think it reminds me in a way a bit of uh Nature Studies, and Bog Beam, and um, now I can't remember the other card. Uh, maybe like a Wrath, even. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, the, I think when, I, when I'm thinking of all of those, they all do seem pretty good on their own. But the way we've seen them played is they actually tend to be flex spots, it feels like. Those cards are, you know, well... Like Mage mentioned, well, maybe you're not playing Bog Beam if you're not going for, you know, casting free spells and getting minions onto the board. Or, you know, some lists only run one Wrath or only one Nature Studies. And I'm wondering if we're going to see that. And part of that is, I think, because it can only uh, deal damage to a minion. But, you know, or maybe you're not really running as many spells that you want to discount on or you'd rather just run... Uh, you know, your other ramp stuff instead of this. Uh, but it, it seems solid. And I'm really interested to uh, to see how it actually gets played. 
I mean, the, the thing to think about, I guess, with this is one of the cons or one of the ways that you beat Druid right now is hit them really hard while they're ramping. And this allows you, because all the ramp that we currently know is spell-based, it allows you to do this while still ramping. So there is definitely something really kind of exciting because you can remove a, a, a minion that's hitting you in the face and still ramp that same turn. Exactly. That's my thought. Like, you can literally, if you have this in Wrath in your hand, you can handle two minions on turn two. Like, you can stop and put down that really aggressive hunter's start that you normally couldn't as a druid. So, like, I, yeah, I like I like it a lot. So, okay, um, let's talk about a different kind of eclipse. Let's look at the sun and see the solar eclipse. It is also a two-mana druid spell. Your next spell cast this turn cast twice. Um, well, the, historically, these effects have been very, very powerful. Um, things you can do twice. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know how to say that enough. Like, I, I have no idea how Druid's going to, you know, completely abuse this card at all. No, it's not like they have, oh. it's not like they have a card that gives them, you know, two empty mana crystals. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. You mean, oh, they do? Uh-oh. <laughs> or they have a or they definitely don't have a spell that uh, adds to attack to all minions and the hero mm -hmm. this turn. It's true. The 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 one I've been theory crafting in my head is Kalethos, <laughs> Lunar Eclipse, oh. Solar Eclipse, uh, Survival of the Fittest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By my count that's 10 mana. <laughs> That was my thought. I started thinking about that. I was like, uh, if you can play this and be able to play something like uh, like Survival right after this, yeah, that's a plus eight, plus eight to all your stuff. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I heard, yeah. I heard plus four to plus four to everything was pretty good. <laughs> uh, what, about, what about double guardian animals? That too? Like, I think that's... that seems like that might not like completely suck either. Yeah, a shocker. <laughs> Pull completely suck. Pulling four <laughs> four be rushing beasts out of your uh, uh, pool right you know, on on turn eight Pro probably gives you some uh, you know it probably gives you some card draw as well. So so yeah, I mean, I think this I I think this is a a good effect. I am not. I'm not a deck builder. I just went to the wonky combo like right off the bat. But like, I mean, this seems like a solid card. Um, and uh, so let's go back to you, Dragon, and you can talk about the card we skipped. All right, it's another legendary druid legendary, uh, Kiri, chosen of Elune, four mana, two two. Battle cry that reads: Add a solar eclipse and lunar eclipse to your hand. Yeah, I mean, so four mana. If you play this later game, you still have mana to work with and be able to play those. That seems pretty good. Um, but if not, you just get these in your hand to use for your next turn. It's not the best body, but the value you're getting 
uh, for like the mana or being able to cast another, you know, a different spell twice. Uh, that that is probably more impactful than the body on this itself. So this seems like if you're wanting those, you probably add this in. Um, or maybe you end up playing something where you can generate some druid minions and, and finding this off of that's going to be pretty nutty. That's, that's about it. Yeah. I feel like, I, I, I feel like the value, the value of this card is the eclipse cards. And so I, I'm not, yes, it sucks to play a two, two body for four mana, but you're probably setting yourself up for a big turn by getting these eclipse cards. And so, um, I, I I think it's going to see play. It'll be interesting to see if this is how you try and put those Eclipse cards in your deck or if you're running those already in your deck and you're somehow, you need an extra copy of them or maybe this is how you get a second copy of each of these into your deck. Uh, you know, th those sorts of things. So it's going to be you know what how, how you build your deck what what do you have what do you need and then the this this gives you some flexibility on a, on a way to 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 kind of figure out how you best want to uh configure the deck but it it is interesting because you could potentially have three eclipse cards in your deck or you could use it to to kind of help bridge the gap Okay. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. And I just uh I started giggling because I looked at our next card. Uh uh Mage, you wanna go ahead and tell us about uh a certain little certain bunny rabbit? I I I love this card. This is the best card. It is the ten mana one one beast, the dark moon rabbit. It has rush. It is poisonous, and it also damages the minions next to whomever this attacks. So it's got cleave. It is poison with cleave. I yes, it's ten mana, but it kills up to three minions without divine shield. Also, mm -hmm. also, um, did did anyone else here read the flavor text? not looked at the flavor text yet. let me let me go ahead and read it for you that's no ordinary rabbit that's the most foul cruel and bad temper rodent you ever set eyes on and if you can tell me what that's from you get a bonus point that's a monty python reference yes right? yes that is a monty python the holy, holy grail yes <laughs> that's what i giggled for because i kicked because i looked at the card again and then i clicked on it and i was like oh my god yep yep they just made the bunny for monty python the holy grail <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm there actually i think is this rabbit in the dark moon fair in world of warcraft and i you know i it's i think the was an homage to the uh uh holy grail there too so yeah it doesn't surprise me that that's the flavor text but i absolutely love that i love this it's 10 mana 10 mana cards really have a hard time finding their way into decks but this is a fun 10 mana card, so I, probably not viable. But it's you're you you have ways of like evolving and creating 10 mana cards. So this is this is a, a very, very good removal tool if you happen to uh, 
you know, conjurers calling a seed, a, you know, a, a 10 mana card or something like that. So something to consider. I, I think, I think we'll see it from time to time. Yeah. I'm not sure where it's going. Like it is very powerful for removal. It is expensive for removal, but it is removal in a pinch. Uh, if you could get it generated off of something during a game, I don't know how many times you put it in your deck, but like, to be fair, it generally, it does, if you put it in your deck, it's there to do a job and you generally don't have to worry about if it's going to do it or not. So like, uh, I could see, I could see it potentially getting some action. I, I just don't know. So. Drain Rider, what do you think yeah. of the Dark Moon <laughs> Rabbit? It's, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those where people are either going to say, this is insane, and try to fit it in a deck, or they're going to look at it and say, yeah, there's no way I want to play this. And so it's like either or. Um, I'm going to call it now, though. I think we, we kind of talked about it earlier, the World Championship, December. I'm going to call it. This gets generated. Somehow, like you mentioned, an evolve effect, something like that. This gets generated, clears the board, ends up winning a game, or potentially a, a whole series. That's my bold prediction. Andrew, I feel like right. I have to have one. All right, I'm 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 holding Here's it to your you. Free bold, your your free bold <laughs> prediction already. So that's right. So on um, December fifteenth, when we record, and that doesn't happen, I'm going to have remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's ye fair. of little faith, Daring. Ye of little faith. I mean, I want it to happen. I'm just going to laugh <laughs> if it doesn't. Uh, this is going to be maybe play. You, We were talking about Big Hunter earlier. I don't know. This seems like it could go in something like that. Um, Probably not with that other card that you want it to hit face. You don't want to be hitting them for one. But no. in, in some sort of like big decks... Um, this could be something. I don't really know, though, where it fits. And even though it is really cool, the, the flavor of it is awesome, uh, and it's it's powerful, I'm just not sure where it fits yet. You put it in Big Warrior, and you get it with Commencement, so then it's got a Divine Shield, uh. so then you get to do it <laughs> twice. Yuck! Boo. <laughs> Don't want to see that. I mean, you mean you get to do it once because there's no way it, it, it remote. <laughs> they're, like, they're not going to. Uh, my friend Penflinger here has something to say about that. Well, sure, sure. while he's okay, still maybe. at one mana, I still think that's coming down the line. Okay. Okay. I will get off that, Horace. All right. <laughs> so um, someone we've already seen around is up next the uh the head of the dark moon fair himself silas dark moon he's a seven mana four four battle cry choose a direction to rotate all minions so yeah i mean it rotates the board like that that uh really really infuriating um uh tavern brawl <laughs> With the dread steeds and rotating minions, you get to do that once. So, uh, so immediately people thought, "How can we turn this into an OTK?" And their thought was, "Okay, well, we're gonna get just more armor than God Himself, and then rotate the Ashen Tongue, the one four that 
when it takes damage, does damage to your hero, and we're going to shield slam that after we rotate. Yep. Um, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's happened to me once or twice, and it didn't work, and uh, I haven't really much seen it since, so... <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's an interesting effect, um, can be very powerful. I feel like it's way too situational, um, at this moment in time, who knows if there's some sort of combo you can bust out. Like the most like useful thing I can think of doing it is using it as like removal. Like you can spend nine mana to clear a board by playing a doomsayer and rotating it to your opponent. So I mean, to be fair, it's something to, like, if it becomes a legitimate thing, then that's a whole another level of play you have to think of is what minions are on my end and which ones are in the center. And <laughs> I I hope he doesn't. Surely on that, I, I, I have enough trouble with minion placement as is. I don't need to add another layer <laughs> uh, to, to that. But, you know, so that's what I think of old Silas. All right. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. I I have seen it played a little bit, but it hasn't been as popular, I think, as people made it seem like it would be initially. Um, I feel like the place we might end up seeing this if we do is it's reminding me of... Oh man, I'm so bad at remembering card names when I need to remember them. Uh, in Galakrond Warlock, when Galakrond Warlock was really popular... Uh, there were there were a couple of cards in there that that kind of saw play and that kind of were you know squeezed in there to to help a little bit with like you said removal type things and I think that's the place I kind of see something like this but maybe there's some cool card that ends up comboing with this I don't I don't know it's it seems like a removal type tool though with its cost yeah. It, it... I, first of all, the battle cry I think is really cool because it's nothing that I've ever seen before. And like, yes, we saw it in a tavern brawl, but actually having that tied to a card, I think is obviously it's something you can't do outside. Of, you can't do easily in a non-digital space. And so they're leveraging the fact that it's a digital card game to do something like this. Uh, you know, yes, there's potential OTK with something like Shield Slam if you can if you can stick the Ash Tongue and you get a high enough thing. It's also interesting because you can just do a a one for one trade if if your opponent has a big minion on the board, you could just play this and take their minion and give them a four four, and so it it can be kind of a pseudo removal that way. Um, you know, you can use it with. Like you said, a um, doomsayer to 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 clear the board, but your opponent still then has the initiative after that, so it's less less great in those instances. But yeah, if 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 you're thinking about something like say pure paladin or something where they end up having this like big minion on the board, you could potentially use this to steal their big minion. It, it's it's almost reminds me a little bit of mind control tech, uh, or in that you know you you could steal one of your opponent's minions. They don't have to have three on the board. They could just have one on one on one or on either end 
of their of their board and then you could just take it and so that's you know obviously there's a little setup and that you'll you'll be giving them something in return but they're there, it, it's just interesting. I, I I don't know if it's going to see much more play than it does now in this kind of uh, an experimentation sort of period. But you know, the the battle cry is interesting, and so it's always something that like I feel like you're gonna see it when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. And to be fair, if you have nothing on your board, you don't give your opponent anything. Oh wait, do you get you would give him Silas then, right? Yeah, you'd give him. Yeah, Silas. okay. Well, yeah. so I mean, to be fair, you could change it like uh, an eight eight with Divine Shield for a four four. So like, right? Uh, yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying is that you can you can do that sort of thing, which you know. So for seven, it's basically a seven mana removal spell in that in that case. So what's Let's so we're 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 at a fair now. So let's talk games, um, and one of one of the you know more traditional carnival games. Um, Don, you want to go ahead and talk about it? <laughs> Do you, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is another druid card, right? Two mana spell called Guess the Weight. Draw a card. Guess if your next card costs more or less to draw it. Um, sure. I guess. I, I don't really know how I feel about this one. It's, maybe it's just because it's it's yet another effect that we haven't really seen before, but I, I just don't know. I guess you could use it for just cycle, because uh, you do draw a card first. All right, it says draw a card. Yes, correct. Yes. You draw a card so, and then you guess if it, the next one's going to be higher or lower than that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like you could two just use it for. Sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah, two two draw one with the potential of drawing a second for two for that second. Yeah. Two I mean, um, they run. I don't know. They run <laughs> Emerald or what Dream? What is it? Emerald Dream? Not Emerald Dream, but the uh, stupid the Breath of Dreams, which is two mana draw a card with upside so yeah i don't know uh i feel like there's already so much draw that you can be playing so i don't know how i feel about this one yet i mean if you're trying for a deck that's very spell heavy and you're looking for draw maybe i i i think otherwise i'm not sure if if they're I'm thinking there's better options to put in your deck than this card, but it, it's fun and definitely thematic. But uh, yeah, I I don't know if I necessarily see a place for it in in Druid decks right now. I was gonna say, keep in mind, Overflow rotates out um, in April. So uh, wait, yes, it does, right? Mm, wait, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, it does, yes. Old Doom is going to be the the, the next rotation's evil Old Doom and Descent, so that was one of the biggest uh, draw tools for Druid right now. So maybe this will see some more um, play um, after rotation, and you know, I mean, I figure this is a creative card, and um, gives you the potential to up of upside of drawing cards for 
fairly cheap. And if you can construct a deck in a way that you can easily do that, um, this card could see some play. I mean, it's resource generation, so that's always good. I just don't know what, what you have to do to make it like just an auto include. So, ah, uh, so, so mage, what if, what if there was another game we wanted to play what, at the fair there? What are some of the other games we could go for? <laughs> I think you're, I think you're talking about the dunk tank. It is a four mana shaman spell that says deal four damage, meaning it can go face. And it's, one of the three corrupt cards that we've seen so far, the new mechanic that if you play a a card that uh, is more than four mana while this is in your hand, it corrupts, which then says corrupt, then deal two damage to all enemy minions. So deal four damage, then deal two damage to all enemy minions. Four mana do four damage, solid, especially since it can go face. Uh, obviously, there's spell damage that you can uh, you can buff this up even more. Uh, the corrupt adding a two damage AOE. The fact that it's one sided, meaning your enemies are the only minions that deal with this. That seems really good. Uh, I I think this is actually a very very nice. Uh, mid-range to control tool and doesn't actually suck in in a more aggressive style either because of the fact it can go face and can potentially help you keep minions on the board if you're in that five six seven eight range and you're trying to finish off a game so i i, I like it i think this is gonna see i think this is gonna see play Dragon? Yeah, I like it a lot, too. I I agree with everything Mage said. Um, I also really like, as a uh, former WoW player, and uh, I wasn't big into raiding, but doing dungeons I did, and the, uh, the flavor text is pretty good here. It says, when I said bring a tank to the dungeon, this is not what I had in mind. <laughs> uh, I like that one, too. The... Uh, the guess yeah. your weight one was also funny because it's it's the the pictures they drew it in bear form, and it says and at the last second I'll shape ship into cat form. <laughs> so those are good. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah. So please continue. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it'll I think it'll see some play for sure. I I mean I like I feel like what I like about this card is that. Um, I can see 100% playing it at four mana on turn four without corrupting it. So like, I feel like that's a mark of um, a good corrupted spell. Is it, is it, is it going to do something you're okay with if you don't get the corrupted effect? So I feel like doing four damage potentially to the face or to minion, a minion, it's very flexible. So I think this is a, a very solid add uh, to shaman. So all right, now let's go to the Fleet Hoof Pearl Tusk. It is a 5-mana 4-4 four, four with Rush. Corrupt, gain plus 4, plus 4. Um, uh, this seems... I mean, so essentially, if you play it... Um, 
after turn five and you've corrupted it, it's an eight eight with rush. That that seems pretty good to me. Um, I don't know if it's going to be too slow for the meta, um, because you know a five mana four four with rush, like you know, you think Doctor Krastinov is what I think of right away, um, and that gives your weapon plus one plus one. Or Faceless Corruptor, which gives you two four mana four fours. So, which is eight eight worth of stats. So, you have to do something else to get it. So, uh, I feel like this might be too slow, but it's very intriguing to give give a eight mana or a uh, eight eight with rush for five. So, like, if you can make this work somehow reasonably. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's probably too slow for a lot of things. Mage? I, I, I think you... The, we haven't talked about the old gods yet, but there is one that uh, gives you corrupted cards back. This is where that card seems like it would be more appropriate. So if you're building towards that. Otherwise, I think there, as you point out, there are some... Uh, Probably some different things or different options uh, that you may may want to use instead. Specifically, Faceless Corruptor, I think, is a better option, though that's not going to be in standard forever. And so this is this is suddenly gets a bit more intriguing uh, after that card uh, is no longer in standard. Dragon Rider. Yeah, that's kind of the same things I was thinking. Uh, Faces Corruptor is from Descent of Dragons. So I think... Does that actually rotate? rotate? That's going to rotate in April then. Yeah. Or or whenever the next expansion is. Right. Maybe they do it a little differently this coming year. Uh, Who knows? But yeah, it's... I, I don't know. The only thing I do like about this is that it's a beast... Uh, I don't know the five mana beast thing. Maybe you play this in Hunter for the beast. Maybe you play it in Druid with uh, Guardian Animals. I don't know because Guardian Animals already gives the things rush anyways. But if you were to play this in a Guardian Animal Druid deck, then at least uh, you might feel a little bit better about having it in your hand because it has that rush anyways and you can have that corrupt potential. Uh, But... I don't I don't know if it's gonna be enough or not. Yeah. So uh it's it's interesting. It's definitely uh a good uh way to look at the uh take a look at the uh corrupt mechanics. So alright. Um Mage, you wanna go into uh or actually Dragon, you wanna go and take a little bit of a look into the future? I'm trying to be clever here. (laughs) It's very clever. Well, you know, not not everybody can be fortune tellers, though. Uh, Fortune teller is only for priests, because why not? Uh, It's a five mana, three, three mech with taunt and battle cry that reads, gain plus one, plus one for each spell in your hand. Uh, Interesting that they have a couple of different things that they're they're putting this uh, mech tag on. I don't know if we're going to see a lot more mechs um, or if these are 
going to end up being more popular and like wild where there's more support for that. But uh, a taunt minion that can get bigger is going to be really annoying for aggro decks and priest is already really annoying for aggro decks anyways. So, you know, let's just add some more in there. Um, I don't know though. I, I don't know if this actually sees a lot of play. Uh, it feels a bit more situational than some of the priest cards uh, and even taunts specifically. So I don't know how I feel on this one. It, it feels too situational to make it good. I mean, priest always has a fair number of spells in their hands, so it feels like on its surface that this could get to be a reasonable size i think you obviously at the very least want to have two spells in hand so it's a five mana five five but uh obviously you'd prefer it to be six six seven seven maybe eight eight uh then it then you know the seven seven or eight eight it, it gets to be where you start to really see some value from it but yeah it's there's some really good five mana minions already that priest is probably running i'm looking at you convincing infiltrator or the uh water bearer or the two that immediately come to mind uh because they kind of fit what priest is trying to do whether it be healing or destroying minions so there might not necessarily be a place for this in the short term but it's it's it seems good enough like you could consider it and so I think this is a good card from the standpoint of it's good enough that I I think you could get value from it. And so it just you have to create the right deck and that the, where where this this makes sense. And and there could be a time where where that makes sense. Yeah, it feels really weird right now because this is the last set in the year before the rotation. So like. A lot of a lot of last year cards are still mainstay staples right now. So like some of these cards are, you know, you have to look at them right now, but then you have to think about what they look at the next, how they look at the next expansion too. So, uh, I mean, I I don't see this being run right away. This seems like this has more potential after the rotation. So, I just looked at the time. We're almost an hour. So let's uh. Let's yeah. speed it up on this next card, and then we can move into the the last four. So yes. let's go to the Day at the Fair, Mage. Yes, Day at the Fair is a Paladin spell. Three mana, summon three Silverhand Recruits. If you corrupt it, uh, you get to summon five. I I think it's okay. <laughs> I... I I think you want to have some silver hand support of some kind, being able to buff the minions. Uh, I mean, I feel like the best application is the uh, side quest that gives your your minions plus one plus one uh, with this. That that would be okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I can see playing this in wild more than I can see it in standard right now because of the support silver hand recruits have in wild that has rotated out of standard so but maybe there's some right maybe there's support coming yeah i mean to be fair this seems like an easy card to corrupt so like getting five tokens 
um, a little bit later in the game. It's not the worst thing in the world. So, like, maybe there will be a little bit of Silver Hand uh, support, and then all of a sudden this card becomes really good. So, yep. And Dragon? Yep. Uh, it needs more supports. I don't know. It's Penflinger wrecks it. There's a lot of fairly low-cost AoE that wrecks this. Uh, I want to see a little more that, that helps this. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's move on to the reason we are all here. And the madness is also here due to the old gods. And they are attending the fair this year. And we'll start off with Cthune the Shattered. It is a 10 mana 6-6, six, six, as Cthune is. Start of the game, break into pieces. Battlecry, deal 30 damage, randomly spit, split among all enemies. So, <laughs> if your opponent's board is clear, that's 30 damage to their face. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have the list of the components of him in front of me. I don't know where those are listed. But they're all five mana cards that do something different. Like one summons a six six, one's removal. Um, so uh I feel like this will be something people try and build around. I feel like this is I mean it's a win con in itself, like thirty damage. If you can clear a board and then like set up uh Cthun, like it thirty damage Generally, he's going to clear a board and probably going to kill your opponent, too. So, um, I feel like this is going to be a keystone card to a lot of, or some decks. Yeah, I think this is a win condition for most any control deck. Uh, it adds four cards to your deck, so it prolongs uh, fatigue. You then have this, like, hammer of an, uh, of inevitability, uh, once once you've built Cthun and put it back into your deck. Yes, it does take a while, but there have been metas where things like Rin the First Disciple had enough time that you could do this. And, and you know, I feel like this meta with the old gods, the last time they were in play, it was a slower meta. And so I feel like there's... We're going to have some time and these decks are, it's going to be able to happen. And and this is, uh, you know, I, I think people are going to run this instead of something like uh, Elciana to try and add 10 cards to their deck because it, 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 like you said, it literally can end the game because, uh, you know, you're probably doing chip damage. And so then it just is a matter of, can you get above, or are you above 30 when your opponent plays Cthune and, and, they're gonna set it up so that you're not, and then the game is the game is over. Oh, I I find it really interesting that you both uh, thought of this as kind of a slower thing because my first thing like thought looking at this is reminiscent of like the Mechathune decks, where you just draw through your deck really fast and play this. Uh, and I I don't know if that's going to be something people can do, but. If you draw through your whole deck really quickly, you're going to draw... Because with this, you have to play, like, get those other four parts, and then it combines, right? Like, you play those, and then you get Cthulhu here. Yeah. And then you and can play it for the... in the deck, and then you gotta find that. Right. So, and then so you can like... play it for the battle cry. Right. Um, so, like, Warlock initially just springs to mm -hmm. mind as being a... 
you know, a, a class that has card draw and it has the hero power that allows it to cycle. Uh, you know, we saw how good Warlock can cycle by by way of the the quest, right? That they right. had. Uh, so there's definitely they have removal, they have big minions, they've got taunts. There, there's a lot there that I I feel like this card could fit there and but there are Maybe. definitely other classes that can <laughs> that can cycle quickly i'm looking at you druid guess uh, the way that, druid <laughs> that, that that you could see this in as well right exactly yeah yeah we're playing a uh, double guess the weight and Cthune and uh <laughs> let's go that sounds great so Dragon, you want to take us to our next old god? Yes. Uh, that is uh, Yasaraj the Defiler. 10 mana, 10, 10, neutral, legendary. Uh, battle cry, add a copy of each corrupted card you've played this game to your hand. They cost zero this turn. Whew, there's a lot going on with this card. Uh... Yeah, kind of slower, like you guys have been talking about, you know, with that 10 mana. Uh, but by the point that you're playing this in the game, you've probably been able to uh, to play some corrupted stuff. So I think in, in a deck that you're building specifically with those corrupted cards, this could see some play. This could be uh, very interesting. And, the, you know, the costing zero thing. Hmm, we've, uh, we've seen that before, so... We'll see how that goes. So, well, so here's the thing. He costs 10. So literally, if they change it to one, the card is basically unplayable at that point in time. Because it's like, add a bunch of cards to your hand that do nothing. So my my real question is, and I'm not for sure on this, the mechanic. Do they come back to your hand corrupted? Or, so they are corrupted. Sounds, sounds, sounds like they do come back as so. corrupted. If they so even so if add, you didn't play them as corrupted, is that like does it only you come? Know, the, you would have so like if you played the pearl tusk as a four four, it wouldn't you would not get that. But if you played the pearl tusk as an eight eight, you would get that. makes sense. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense as to the flavor and the that. So yeah. I'm sorry, that was my question. I had been thinking on that for a while there, so I wasn't sure on how that worked. It's interesting that it says cards, too. So it's not just minions. You're going to get spells, potentially, as well. And so, and those costing zero as well. I mean, this is... The previous iteration of Yashiraj recruited a minion from your deck, and so it was really good with other big minions. But this is just... It's going to give you back all the corrupted cards. And so it, obviously you're trying to play cards, corrupt cards. And so you're going to probably want to stack stack your deck a little bit more towards that. But like if you have spells and you have a couple minions and you get to do all that plus put a 10-10 on the board, I could see, I mean, that you're probably doing this at like turn 15 or later, but that could be a huge swing turn when you do exactly because none of the none of the cards you got back were played on curve <laughs> because they all have to be corrupted. So, yeah, I think this is definitely another 
I think pretty much we'll go into the rest of the gods, but I think all the old gods are built around cards for sure. So, okay. Like Yogg Saron is returning, Master of Fate, 10 mana, 7 5, so same stats. And uh, he says, Battle Cry, if you cast 10 spells this game, spin the wheel of Yog saron and see the spin the the wheel has six outcomes five of them at 19 percent uh one that destroys all the minions on the board gives all the stats to Yog. one that gives you uh like the original Yog effect of playing 10 random spells with random targets one that uh give fills the board both your side and your opponent's side with minions, random minions, but your minions then get rush. So you could do something fun there. Uh, try to remember there's one that you get a bunch of cards that cost zero. I, I don't, I think that's, I think that might be a spell one as well. I think you get a, you fill your hand with spells that cost zero this turn, I think is one of, is if I remember right, but the, five percent chance that the the other of the six options is the rod of roasting which if you've played the single player content you know that that is a spell that says cast pyroblast randomly until a hero dies so yep. are playing coin flip at that point and uh, yep skill testing cards yeah it, this this card is good. This card is going to be very memorable. It's going to be very infuriating, just like the original Yogg-Saron was. I feel like it's going to end up getting nerfed at some point. I I think it's going to see competitive play initially. Uh, I don't think the intention necessarily is that with this card, but I think that's where it's at because it's just the, the outcomes are just that good. If and so it's just a matter of can your deck play 10 spells and we have so many we've got we've got a class that can play zero mana spells uh you know we've got uh, a, a, and we have like one that you've got two cards wand maker and cobalt spellkin that can create one mana card one mana spells out of thin air that can go in any class so you're almost halfway there with just neutral cards. So this is going to see play. It's probably going to see play in most classes. At least initially, people are going to be testing it, trying to figure out where best it goes. Like, I can see this just drop into the current builds of Mage without really changing anything. Like, it's just... Like, literally, you just take one card out, you're going to play 10 spells, (laughs) because... You get free mana giant, so you've already played eight there, so at least. And then you you're gonna play the nine and ten will be those conjurers callings. <laughs> so like this card will fit into whatever version of like Cyclone Mage that's out there at that moment in time. Like just silly yeah, like yeah, of course, why wouldn't I run this? So, um as for other things, probably Druid. I don't know about anything else. Priest, you could easily probably do that in Priest as well uh, with Raised Dead and, like you said, the Cobalt Spellkins and Wandmakers and whatnot. So. Yeah, I mean, or even zero Demon cost. Hunter. and. I was going to say, even Demon Hunter with, like, Twin Slice 
suddenly becomes very easy and, and so so here's here's a here's a real intriguing question do do soul shards count to that total because they're cast when drawn well you you don't cast them okay they're, they're cast when drawn so okay those those wouldn't count that's what i thought but, I mean, you're, but... You're, you're running like the the soul shear you're running you know twin slice you're you're running the wand maker you could easily run i know vicious syndicate for a while was saying that maybe spellkin would work in that deck especially if you're running pen flinger i i mean obviously you could you you could you you know you're having to play spells and so maybe your top end uh is is Yacht yeah yeah and broom paladin too <laughs> So, yep, that was my thought. Like, uh, yeah, all those zero cost Librams you're playing you get a lot of spells pretty quick. So, yeah. Ah, it seems really nutty. So, okay. And then we will wrap it up with, I think, we did not save the best for last <laughs> with Nazoth, God of the Deep. Uh, he's his same stats. He's a 10 mana, 5 7. Battlekai resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type. This sounds like it'd be super interesting if you're running a menagerie comp in Battlegrounds. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what this has to do with uh with standard. Um I am uh I uh I would be shocked. Like I'm not going to be be shocked, but I would be very interested to see someone who builds a deck around this ability. So yeah, this doesn't seem nearly as good as old old Nazoth, so I I actually think it's better. <laughs> okay. Please please enlighten me. And, 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 and the reason I say this is like the old Nazoth required you to play death rattles. And so you were already kind of getting original bodies that were a little bit smaller because they had a death rattle effect that would that that would pop up after that original minion died uh this it just requires you to play several different types of minions and i feel like we have a lot of dragons currently in standard so there's very you very easily could find a dragon to put in there uh you know there's lots of things that have uh a beast tag, uh, both in neutral and as well as class cards that that are mid-sized to bigger that you would presumably want to play. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're necessarily getting a Murloc back from this unless you're playing this in Paladin, but uh, I, I think that there's definitely, it's a deck building challenge, just like the original Nazoth was. But I don't think you're necessarily expecting that you're going to get six minions from this. But if you get uh, a good, a, a solid to good elemental, you get a solid to good dragon, and maybe one other minion with this, I think you could easily play those minions before turn 10, and this could just be a hammer right on turn 10 that could potentially finish the game. Maybe that's not better than the original Nazoth, but it's definitely pretty close. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm curious to see if there's some sort of like fair related spell that like 
summons a minion of each type or something like summon a random spell or a random minion of, of various types uh, that we just haven't seen yet that they're going to reveal um, that could work with this. Uh, maybe you throw this in like a Highlander deck. Um, like Highlander Hunter kind of runs, you got Beast and a Dragon in there, you know, some other things, maybe. Um, I, I Nizot, do feel... Nizoth with the Dark Moon Junk. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. could, uh, that could res. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why we're seeing some more mechs. You know, there, there are some mechs. I, I kind of mentioned that earlier, so maybe that's a thing. Uh, it does feel like it's a bit more of a, a workaround or... You know, you really have to be more particular with what you're doing. Um, but again, also, maybe this is just another one that, you know, maybe it's not something that you play in a deck, but it's another 10 mana minion that can uh, be generated or come off of different effects that that's where you might see it. Maybe people don't necessarily play it in decks, but it's just another 10 mana thing that can be generated from effects. Yeah, it's interesting. I just, like, it's not as straightforward as the other um, old gods. That one definitely requires a, a bit more thinking, whereas I feel like, I mean, Yashiraj is a, a, a deck building, but it's just one type of minions. This requires a whole different um, slew of things. So, like, you have to worry about tribes and whatnot, so... Um, yeah, so I, I, I am, I am willing to say that there could be more support for this and that this could be severely more interesting down the line. So as of right now, I have no idea, um, how it's going to, going to fare. So, all right, guys, well, I think that's, that's everything we've gotten so far. Um, so Mage, you want to hit us with this week's poll question about the old gods? Yes. Yes, this week's poll question. We want to know which of the Dark Moon Fair Old God cards are you most interested in playing? We just just got done talking about Cthune the Shattered, Yashiraj the Defiler, yogg Saron Master of Fate, or Nazoth God of the Deep. Which one of those are you excited to play or most interested in playing? Vote. Tell us which one you're, you you want to play day one. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, sorry, I was still mute. <laughs> Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Follow the top pin tweet to take you to the Dr3 Discord. And you can email the show with questions or concerns. Or if you want to hear us talk about anything, you can either do that or tweet at us and uh our email is dr3hs at gmail.com um and you can find myself at daring alkaline on twitter uh dragon rider you can find me on twitter at donnie dk that's d-a-w-n-i-e-d-k and on twitch twitch.tv slash dragon rider dk and mage I am on Twitter. I'm at Majordeath, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Majordeath, though an hour earlier because Arizona doesn't uh, observe daylight saving time. <laughs> okay, well, we did have one last thing that uh, Mage wanted to do, and I think everyone here shares the same mentality here, so I'll let you 
Sure. We found out this week that a uh, friend of the show, Andrew Brown, is leaving the Happy Hearthstone, that, and he's been doing that uh, for three years or so. Um, and Four. Or almost yeah. four. Okay. So uh, just want to say thank you, Andrew, for all that you've done in the community. Uh, it's, I've been a longtime listener of the show and uh, know you have a lot going on, a lot of new things going on in your life. So we definitely understand you uh, leaving the show. But uh, yeah, you will definitely be missed uh, hearing you on that show every week. So yeah, definitely. In a, Go ahead. In honor of that, I want to say, hey, Bomb, why are you so happy? Boom.